0: everyone, this is Jessica and this is Caitlin and this is the Calling All Spirits podcast and we are so excited Caitlin. We have a special guest this evening.
1: We do. Tonight we're going to be talking to Dr. Patricia Robin Woodruff, an author and PhD on such amazing subjects that I can't even... Contain how excited I am to have her on today. <laughs> um, her quick a quick bio for her intro. Uh, we have Patricia Robin Woodruff is a polymath, author, artist, minister, and priestess of Sown Circle Wicca. Her Lemko heritage from the remote Carpathian Mountains started her on a path of intense study of Slavic paganism and magic. Woodruff has been immersed since 2017. Watch- Writing the roots of Slavic magic. Having read over 4,000 sub- sources on the subject, Woodruff can provide new insights into this ancient religion based on recent archaeological discoveries, newly revealed rituals, and revised scholarly analysis of petroglyphs from the areas influencing Proto Slavs. Thank you so much for being here with us. Good to be here.
0: Yes, we are so excited, and I can't wait to learn more. This is a topic I am not familiar with, so I'm excited to learn about it.
2: Well, I can, I can converse on it for hours and hours on end, <laughs> but since the focus of your radio show you were saying was more like spirits and things,
3: mm-hmm. I
2: figured that would be,
1: um, we'll start with there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very suitable uh, introduction for people, Absolutely. So I know that you compared it to the wild hunt when you first mentioned it to me. For everyone who's not familiar with even the wild hunt in general, do you want to start there? Or do you think jumping straight into the actual topic would be good?
2: Well, to explain about um, how the Slavs would think about spirits. Oh, perfect. So reincarnation, the cycle of reincarnation is what we see every day. We see a tree fall down and it decomposes and it turns into soil and a new tree grows from that or flowers or whatever so in the same way the Slavs saw this in the natural world and they incorporated this into their their own beliefs so and these beliefs are really ancient these are when I say it's Slavic because that's where I started and I started tracing this back and tracing this back and I'll make it clear I never tried to fit anything into preconceived notions. I was simply looking at the information and kind of turning it around and seeing how it all fit together. Mm -hmm. So while I, I got my priestess training through Stone Circle Wicca, I certainly did not try to make anything in the Slavic beliefs fit into that. But I do feel like I was sort of chosen to do this research. And I think it's because I could recognize some things throughout this research but I have a as I said polymath have a broad broad interest I've studied art history and all this you know everything I I traveled abroad and went to these ancient sacred places and spent a semester in Rome and was exposed to all the beautiful ancient sculptures and everything else and as part of my research too I've also traveled abroad to various Slavic countries, but I, I keep tracing it back and tracing it back, and what I'm finding is that this is actually the indigenous religion of Europe. Everybody oh. believed sort of the same thing, and then from that, just like the languages, your languages started with like proto-Proto Indo-European, right? And then it kind of branched out into, you know, you get German and Irish and Slavic, and you know because when you say slavic you're really just talking about a language you're talking about a bunch of countries that that speak uh the same sort of language
3: mm-hmm.
2: as opposed to uh, english which is more latin based you know we have the latin root, root words and so on right so so these beliefs are going all the way back to the stone age and the thing is that people think when they think stone age right you think mm-hmm. oh be caveman right <laughs> yes <laughs> drag woman round by hair and stuff right <laughs> absolutely this is not what was going on these wow. these people were hunter gatherers mm-hmm. and it's actually a very sustainable lifestyle it is an easy lifestyle because there was not that many people so you wandered to someplace and Um, you pick the cherries there and then you knew that you're gonna the next thing that's happened is there's going to be the fish spawning or something you
1: -hmm. know and
2: so you you move to that area so they actually had a whole lot of time to think and to lay underneath the stars Mm -hmm. and they were speaking by this point Mm you know we we developed how to to speak And they're discussing all these things. And they came up with, with these beliefs that go really far back. So one of the things they saw is an animal or a person is alive when they're breathing. Mm -hmm. Right. So the breath is the soul is the spirit. Um, But they also thought there's, there's two parts to that, to that spirit. And so one part kind of comes in after conception and Mm -hmm. it sort of wobbles in and out this this traveling spirit and it slowly integrates with the fetus and then when the child takes its first breath the Mm -hmm. second part of the soul goes Mm -hmm. into the body and that's what keeps the body functioning wow so this first part is the part that can wander and it can go wander around in dreams and a person who's skilled a witch a wise one and mm-hmm. that's what which means which means wise one and it means that's what shaman means wise one and mm-hmm. in all the different countries basically it means wise one or one who knows mm-hmm. um, i i would identify myself as a basorka because the Lemko, they would use that as the term for one who knows. Interesting. The term witch, it got. Corrupted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Other connotations. Yes. So basorka, I'm reclaiming basorka. <laughs> and so you have these two parts of the soul. And a witch can send this one part out and have it do things for them and, and mm-hmm. gain knowledge and can put that part of the soul into um, an insect or an animal and have it go about mm-hmm. and one of the common insects was a, a butterfly or a moth oh wow and this is actually why we call it a butterfly because oh. which is were accused of stealing milk dairy products and so the butterfly was thought to be a witch that was coming to your cow to steal the butter from the cow <laughs>
1: wow oh my gosh I never knew that I never even wow. thought about why we would call them butterflies I just accepted <laughs> well, that the thing is <laughs> I think
2: about I think about like why 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 mm-hmm. in I think that's where I get an advantage to actually being born in the culture and and one of the things is if I use if I use the, the name or the pronunciation, it may not be correct because I'm mostly mm-hmm. getting it from book learning. Mm-hmm. But it enables me to look afresh at that thing that you might completely take for granted, like butterfly, right. And say, oh, it's a butterfly now why is that except you know it would be in the other language yeah and in fact in the slavic languages they call a moth a mora which is the same name they use for a type of witch so they, hmm. they call it a mora and then there's also a goddess who's who's mora they, they kind of they use the same name for we have the goddess mm-hmm. And then we have her spirits, the Mora's, Mm -hmm. and then we have people that are sort of her servants as well, okay, or sisters to the other spirits. Again, Mora took on this negative connotation. Could also be called a Mara. Can be called a mare. This is where we get the term for nightmare. (laughs) That is rich sending out her spirit to, uh, perhaps bedevil a, an enemy Mm -hmm. or, and so, and the nightmare was thought to, to sit on your chest and and try to suffocate you or whatever.
0: Oh my gosh. I, my mind just keeps getting
2: blown. (laughs) Like, wow. My, my next book (laughs) is going (laughs) to be a whole series of mind blowing things where you're like, I never thought about that.
1: No, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, just breaking it down linguistically. It makes perfect sense for a way to approach things. Cause I know that as children, we often wonder, like, you know, why is it called this? Why is it called that? But we eventually get tired of people not knowing the answer, or at least I did. <laughs> and so I stopped thinking about it. And and I'm I'm so happy there's going to be a book coming that answers all the questions I stopped asking. <laughs> well, right now I
2: have out the the first book I have out is a summary. It's called Woodruff's Guide to Slavic Deities. Yes, that's the and, one that
1: I have. That's been really interesting to read, not going to lie. Oh, cool.
2: <laughs> um, and that's sort of like the cliff notes to the next book that's coming out. Um, oh, so it's, wow. a, it's a shorter version, whereas the next is going to have like all the proofs and, and things that I've um, gathered on the deities. But it's a series <laughs> because I started working on this and, you know, I was like really fascinated and I wanted to gather the information and... My husband's like, well, first I just started putting it in a binder. And then I was like, well, if I'm interested in this, there must be other people like, what the heck? I'll I'll put it out as a book. And so as I gathered information, my husband's like, it's going to be a trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be, I'm just doing this, you know, well, it's 10 books now. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: oh my goodness! Definitely more than one, and even more than three. He. Uh... But, I'm, but I'm working on them all concurrently. Because, oh wow! Because, like
2: I just explained, here's the butterfly. Mm-hmm. The the concept of the the insect is is part of the book on animals, right? Right. But it informs my knowledge of that deity. Yeah. Uh, so
3: that makes sense.
2: It would be a book of deities, a book of spirits. And that's another thing is first, I was going to do a book of spirits and then deities, because that's sort of a common conception. It, right. You know, first, there was these little land spirits. And then people were like, Oh, no, we're going to make gods out of them. And then we're like, No, we're going to do the, the pinnacle of evolution is the one true God. And right. that isn't what happened at all. As I'm researching it, I'm, I'm tying these deities with the spirits and it's like, wait a minute. First, the deities happened. First, they believed in a mother and father deity, because how did you get here? Right. You were right. Your, your mother and father. So spirit did the same thing. Spirit was an entity that, that had incorporated both male and female. Mm-hmm. And then it split into your male and female that were your oh. that are your parents okay mm-hmm. and then that split is, is your first duality okay and so uh-huh. then that split into summer and winter because your your mother is the earth right your mother is giving oh. you and i said the hunter gatherers their lifestyle was easy food is all around you it, you know you just go and pick it from that tree Every time comes and you maybe move a little bit to a little bit more sheltered area and you you know you kind of hunker down for a bit in the cave or whatever and then so the mother and father deity were loving and good and kind and giving and generous but then you had the duality okay so it split into summer and winter a summer and winter deity so one force is the, the life force, and then the other is the death force, but not in a negative way, because you're gonna get mm-hmm. reincarnated. It's that resting wow. time. It's, you don't think, well, mm. <laughs> I don't think, some people hate winter,
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's sort of like that. It's sort of like winter. I mean, winter's not evil. Yeah, no, we definitely value winter. It's a break from the heat. It's a resting period from 110 <laughs> degrees. We there absolutely you know. agree. Right. Yes.
2: That changes your perspective. But we're we're talking the... Yes. The climate of, of Europe. Right. However, we're talking a span of time that has... That is before the Ice Age. So, you know, people will ask me, well, what's the tree of life? Like, is it is a nook tree or whatever? And it's like... Uh. Well, the trees have all changed. Like when the glaciers all came down, that killed off whole species of trees, and then they sort of regenerated and so forth. So at different times, different trees were designated as the tree of life. And as the concept Mm -hmm. went to down into Anatolia, Persian, Iran, and Iraq, and all that, they made it into a a palm tree, a date palm, because the date is a giving tree, you know right so we should get back to spirits here <laughs> <laughs> but
0: this is fascinating like this is so interesting
2: I know I'll explain these things My my son is so funny he's the funniest thing um and I'll be explaining something he's like all right mom tell me how the bear goddess connects to
1: you know the moon or something like
3: that like,
0: well <laughs> <laughs> love it
1: no, well, we, we have no shame for that one either. That's why we started the podcast. We wouldn't stop talking about this stuff. Well, that's cool. That's
2: cool. So yeah, the, the concept of the spirit like that. And so we have people living by the rhythm of the, the seasons. And, mm-hmm. and they're paying attention. They're not stupid. We, we automatically think they're stupid because they didn't do agriculture. And it's like, busting our butt to do agriculture is... Is the stupid way around. (laughs) We're doing it the hard way. Absolutely. We are and we're doing it the hard way because we have more people. Mm -hmm. uh, It is more intensive
1: land land use. Yeah.
2: Right. That's what it boils down to. So they're they're looking at the they're guiding themselves by the the sun and the moon. And the Slavs count they don't count days, they they counted nights because it was moon. They're telling and and that's what gives us the name of month. Month is a moon right wow but then the romans went and messed that up they're like oh we're add a couple more days onto here and we'll <laughs> up there and you know so they they mess that up so we have 12 moons that approximately give us 365 days which is your solar calendar right so to realign those two calendars to realign the lunar calendar with a solar calendar because if you didn't you'd keep going more and more and more and then you'd have April in the summertime, and then you'd have it going into the fall time, and, and whatnot. Right. Uh, and this is actually why we have the April Fools, because they reset the calendar. At one point, it had gotten so far off. Uh huh. Reset the calendar, and the people that didn't that forgot that they were resetting the calendar, they were an April fool because they didn't know the calendar got reset. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I did not actually know that. Wow, yeah.
2: so cool. So we have it's twelve different. It's twelve days difference, mm-hmm. and well, like a quarter of a day or whatever. But generally, you you can realign the two by having these twelve in between days. The concept with with magic and changing the energy um, by doing magic. If you think about it, one of the things that my my interfaith church does is move stones, big stones, and makes like trilithons and stuff like this. Um one of the things with moving a humongous stone that weighs several tons is if you get it on the balance point, you can you can just push on that. You can just move a uh you know eight ton stone by by pushing on the side. Wow. So that's where magic is done. Magic is done when things are at that liminal point when things are in between, um, when things are are balanced, so that's where the concept, the the Wiccan concept they came up with is the the Sabbats, the twelve, mm. sabbats, which if you're not familiar with that, that would be the winter solstice and the summer solstice, okay, the spring equinox and the fall equinox, and then the cross quarter days. So it's these eight holidays around the year. Right. Because the, the winter solstice is your longest night. Mm-hmm. And the summer solstice is your shortest night. Right. And the equinoxes are equal. That's when it's balanced. You know, they divide the time in between there. And that gives you your cross quarter days. Those are actually the traditional times for people to do magic. Because of all this calendar changing, it wound up shifting. And so in tradition. When you first look, when you first look at some of the Slavic holidays, you're like, well, that's not at one of those eight dates. But when you start looking back at it, it's like, oh, no, it used to be there, but it went. That makes sense. Right. So, for example, we have right right around this time now, St. Andrew's Day, and it's traditional to do fortune telling for who your partner would be. But I'm like, why the end of November? right? That, that's just not, here's all these other holidays and I can map them out to the, those cross quarter days or solstices and all that. Why the end of November? Well, it turns out it also was traditional. It used to be the cross quarter day of November, which is about November 5th or 6th. It used to be at that point. That's why we have Halloween around there. But again, their calendar got a little bit off a couple of days. And some of these festivals, they celebrated like, you know, a week. Right, they weren't real picky about it, you know. (laughs) Little day—that's all we have off. And so, this holiday used to be right around that cross quarter day. Saint Andrew's Day used to be right around that cross quarter day, and they would slaughter their animals for the winter.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Now we have climate change between Mm -hmm. countries, and so when they took this same festival and they moved up to the irish the celtic lands where we we know of them today the celtic lands actually overlapped the slavic lands for a period of time and so the traditions are very close to each other they just use different words they use different Mm -hmm. languages to explain the same concepts so slavs have druids just called something else gotcha rude is is one of them and They have lots of other terms but they moved saint andrew's day because that's when they slaughtered the animals it wasn't cold enough so they had to move it back on the calendar so that the animals would be kept frozen through the winter and Mm -hmm. so they made it at the end of november huh that because they moved the saints day then the people are like oh well that was always when we did the fortune telling so i guess we'll do the fortune telling in you know the end of november So one of the concepts, okay, we have this cycle. We have this
1: circle. If you think about it, when would you feel like a new year is beginning? The winter solstice is my official new year and I ignore everyone else's.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. That's that's a good answer. But we also have springtime. That's solar. See, they were thinking more, a little bit more the lunar. They weren't Mm. really solar oriented. We're more solar oriented. So springtime, when everything's coming up. Right? That's right.
0: Year. That makes sense.
2: Everything's all new. So it used to be the new year was on the spring equinox. So I can say that. Right. So right around the spring equinox, they would have these 12 in-between days. Then things started moving around, started shifting around. We started herding. And the herding year, they go out in the spring. They actually go out on May Day. Oh. And they come in. At Samhain. that oh. their year. Came their cycle of the seasons, their summertime and their wintertime. The wintertime moved in, you know, it was winter spring, and the summer was summer harvest. It's just these two seasons. That's why you have the Celts, and the Celts celebrate their new year at
1: Samhain. Yeah. I always wondered why it was Samhain for the Celtic New Year, but that makes perfect sense with the herding of the animals and the cyclical usage of that time that that everything you said is so logical <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so was like i said I gather i gather this information and I'll let it bubble around and sometimes i feel like i'm guided and i wake up with the answer uh, or i'll dream about something and then i wake up and it's like oh that's how that fits or you can explain it as you know my subconscious mind is where my unconscious mind is mm-hmm. either way that's a good place for deity to reach you i think yeah day. And so we have the year divided, divided that way, diagonally, mm-hmm.
3: sort of,
2: I think in my head, diagonally. So what happens at Samhain? You have people dressing up as spirits, dressing uh-huh. up in a costume with masks, going door to door. And basically they're, they're blessing the houses and in return for blessing the houses, the people give them offerings. Okay. This is our Halloween. We've got this calendar changing around all over the place. We've got Christianity comes in. Christianity, mm-hmm. you can't have the springtime stuff because it's in, right in the middle of Lent. Right. So it's, stuff's got to get moved to before Lent. So we have Mardi Gras. When people <laughs> go around <in> <laughs> wow. and Wow. Mardi Gras comes from, you know, like the French. This is how the, the French did it in the slavic lands you have they do their carnival right after christmas so we have the 12 oh. days of christmas right you sing the 12 days of christmas right yeah. not before christmas it's after christmas it's those 12 in between days in slavic lands i don't know if you've ever seen these so some people are familiar with the custom some aren't but they have um they dress up as big hairy monsters of horns and feathers and things like that and clanking bells and they go around some places people give them offerings some of the some places they still go door to door okay Uh, but nowadays they tend towards more of a parade type thing public Mm -hmm. but back then it would have been well that was their main street let's say in the village right But it's this it's still the same tradition, except it's at Christmas. And I grew up in Philadelphia. And in Philadelphia we have the Mummers Parade on New Year's Day,
1: which is the same tradition. (laughs) Very
0: (laughs) interesting.
2: Because it's for the new year. It's the blessing for the new year. So this this these 12 days, these 12 days are very liminal days. They're very in between because they're not part of a month. Right. right, were only strictly the, the moons it was you know out of sync with the with the sun and everything so we have these in between days so they get called things like wolf days and unchristian days is one of the terms that gets used for them and during this period of time we have the spirits are abroad that's some of what you're you're dressing up as spirits you know in, in the parades and the carnival. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be like, tend to be more of your uh, shaman, shamanistic people. So they're doing this ritual to transition between the old year and the new to scare Mm -hmm. away the bad stuff from the old year to ring bells, make noise to break up the old energy. Right. Uh And of course we still do that on New Year's.
3: Mm-hmm. We that's bring what in I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. going through my head. <laughs> you know, and, and talk about Mardi Gras parades. You know, yes, and that's actually where Krampus comes from too. Krampus wound up getting scooched at the beginning of December because that's when they considered the end of their liturgical year, the Christians. So mm. Krampus is is a slightly newer thing, and, and it just was reduced to like pretty much one guy, but. But they do, they're now they're doing Krampus parades and things like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah. Kind of going back to the old, the old way of doing things. But Krampus is part of that too. And the Slavic celebrations, they, they pretty much look like Krampus. So these in-between days was when the spirits were abroad and kind of anything can happen. So you have in Slavic lands, you have strictures such as you shouldn't be spinning during that period of time all uh, oh. your, oh, your spinning was supposed to be done before these 12 days and I think that was probably kind of the Christian influence because witches are told this is a good time to spin you spin intention into the thread see anything spinning oh. anything spinning is energy we wow. have the world spins on the pole the axis right you know, the pole star so we're spinning this way you have the sufi that spin their prayers oh there's so many examples of of spinning there's a type of greek love charm that you spin yeah lots of examples
1: i mean a lot of the (laughs) times i think in a lot of the cultures the fates are always spinning and weaving because that's a big part of it too yeah right they spin the thread of your life yeah but if you think
2: about it that's the earth spinning your days you know, it's all part and parcel of that. Uh, so this is, this is a good time, this in-between time to spin mm-hmm. your intention into thread. And I'm, I can see too, is you, you don't want to accidentally spin bad intentions into that too, you know? Right. So this is a time, this is the wolf days. Now the wolf has a really interesting place in Slavic thought the wolf we can tell is a sacred animal. All right. I I, I think you probably have heard if you know someone's true name, you have power over them. Yes. And so like Rumpelstiltskin. Right. (laughs) That's what I thought of. Speaking of spinning. Yeah. (laughs) He discovers Rumpelstiltskin's name. He, he can't do anything to her because she has, she has the power over him. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell when it's a sacred animal because they don't use its name. They're called Kennings is sort of a poetic so the ladybug is actually a sacred animal if you think about it the ladybug nowadays they they name it ladybug because they name it after mary right but it used to be because of the goddess the ladybug and there's a whole bunch of different names for it in different countries that all back that up and that's why the ladybug can tell your future like in different countries they they ask them to fly to i forget what the rhyme is fly to the place where where my true love lies or something like that yeah so the the ladybug because it's a messenger of the goddess can tell the future so the ladybug isn't called by its real name mm-hmm. it's called by this term in polish pika pokonika the cute that's Aww. adorable <laughs> i love that it just means spotty bug but <laughs> it's a sort of rhyme that, that yeah. rhyme to it and the bear was even more sacred and the bear that they actually lost the name of the bear because they they never used it but one of the terms they used was medved which is something like honey eater some translates something like that we get bear from burr the brown one He's oh, the brown. yeah that makes oh. sense so i i have this uh,
1: on a youtube video if you want to go look oh. that up I'll, I'll probably link it to the to the show's Facebook page and stuff too, so everyone else can find it. Because that sounds fascinating.
2: Animals that migrate are messengers of the goddess because they're not here, right? Yes, they went to the spirit world. Oh, okay. So they come back with their messages from the spirit world. So that's why you have the salmon of wisdom in Celtic lore, because oh. salmon migrate.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: It goes away and it comes back with wisdom Mm -hmm. yeah there's a whole bunch of examples that's why storks deliver babies because i always wondered why that of all birds i did too the stork goes away migrates and then it comes back and it nests on the people's roofs and things like that right Uh so it brings back a spirit from the other world because that's where they're resting
0: wow Oh my goodness. Is that why today a lot of people associate spirits with hummingbirds too? Like if you see a hummingbird, see I've that. heard that. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know if they have hummingbirds in Europe or not.
0: They may not have. That may be a new thing, but, but I think right. about it's they the migrate. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Okay. So, so back to the wolves, um, the wolves had this special place where they they were really, we, we often think of them as just scary, but they were, they were very revered our parents, the god, god and goddess here, they, they took care of all life on earth, not just us, because all life is part of spirit. So they allotted how many people could get eaten by wolves so that the wolves don't starve,
1: you know. <laughs> it's a logical balance with people hunting animals to feed their villages, and then some people would die to feed other animals, and it's, you're part of the food web at that point, and that makes perfect sense. Exactly.
2: Now, the the India they took it and they made it hierarchical. They they turned into more the patriarchal mindset and made it hierarchical. So in uh-huh. their worldview, you get reincarnated up or down. Mm, uh, okay. This isn't this isn't in Slavic lands. It isn't like that. It's just mm-hmm. it's not a demotion to turn into a tree. <laughs>
1: right. I consider right. that a promotion, honestly.
2: <laughs> I and mean, in One of the things that, you know, I found in the the writings and stuff is they would ask the tree, they would say, give me some of your wood and I will give you some of mine when I'm a tree in the forest.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: And so what I'm trying to bring back is some of this outlook because we have gotten so unbalanced Mm -hmm. as to, it's just a resource. It's just there to be used
3: Mm -hmm. instead of
2: being... It's all part and parcel. It's you. It could be you. It's me. You know, right? All of these things are are connected through
3: this,
2: (laughs) you know, web of life. So the god and goddess they take care of the the animals. Now, a lot of people have heard one of the things with the internet is you know you can pass these things along, and of course, wrong information gets repeated over and over and over again, and views change they, they mm-hmm. evolved you know so just like the languages went and spread italian is not any better or worse than german you know the the religions spread and the names of the deities changed and they may have remembered this bit about them and forgotten that bit and so by right. this point they're beings of spirit they have become different deities so that's not to say that they don't they don't exist but mm-hmm. what I'm talking about is their origin. That's okay. how, they, mm-hmm. how they began. By this point, people often talk about a Slavic pantheon. There really isn't a Slavic pantheon. There is no head god. The head, head god concept is a patriarchal concept. And up until, <laughs> from my point of view, doing research, from my point of view, uh-huh. relatively recently, 6,000 years ago, agriculture happened. And once you had agriculture, then you had possession, you had mine, you had wealth to protect that wealth. And so you had more people, these hierarchies developed, Mm -hmm. and the guys who were doing the protecting, who wasn't always guys, there was some women being warriors and so forth, because the previous structure... People will sometimes think of a matriarchy as the same thing as a patriarchy, but with women in charge, completely incorrect with matriarchy is the line is traced through the maternal side, but each person is valued according to their skills. So it doesn't matter if they're male or female, it is their skills. You're good at horseback riding and archery, go for it. But then things shifted because you had these possessions and you had mainly the guys, guarding the possessions and they kind of be like i want more possessions and i I'm, I'm the biggest and baddest around here so why shouldn't i be the one that says what gets done okay so mm-hmm. it's only relatively recently that mm-hmm. we developed this structure and i blame a lot on the greeks <laughs> <laughs> because with the greeks and romans you know they're, they're going out and here's the romans going out and Going all these different countries and conquering, and they see the different deities there, and they say, "Hey, that deity is kind of like my little different, is different land, right? Different experiences. Of course, probably a different name because all the names are titles. But I'll leave that to the other video to (laughs) fit. But take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) They're They're not actually names; they're titles. And so they're like, "Well, let's fit them in." And then we'll say, you know, well, that was their most, th- that was their mother and father deity, right? It can't be more important than ours. So we're going to make ours be the parents of them. Oh, okay. Right? So we get Zeus, who is the one in charge, mm-hmm. but their lore, they conquered the Titans and the Titans are like, we're probably different deities from different places. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And to make sense of all these deities, they say, "Oh, well, this one's the father, and then this one's the daughter, and then this one is," and uh-huh. so they make up these family relationships, and so we get this concept of a pantheon. So the Greeks had a pantheon, and then the Slavs were trying to rediscover a lot of their stuff that got lost with Christianity, because Christianity came in and said, "Ah, uh-uh. you know, you just got to believe right. in." They started coming up with the, like tiniest bit of old manuscripts and things. And they're like, oh, they mention here, Naya. Well, I don't know who Naya is, but maybe she's the sister to this one, but they're titles, right? So just like you're, uh, you were known as something when you were little, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So we got Jesse and then we have my niece and we have my teacher Mm -hmm. and you could be all of those, but then Mm -hmm. once. It moves into once they think it's a pantheon, then it's like okay, well then, the niece is next is the sister to the teacher, and then they have Jesse as a daughter. Okay, no, they're all the same.
0: Right, (laughs) right. That makes sense. Now
2: this is how that sort of developed. So we have these different traditions. Okay, we're Mm -hmm. going going back to the wolf days here, and so we have in Germany we have Odin. He led the wild hunt. But then there's also there's also mentions of Berkta and Frau Hola, and Frau Hola leading not the wild hunt. She she just gathers up the souls of babies, souls of dead babies. But because it's mm-hmm. this liminal time, mm-hmm. this a period of time for souls to be roaming about and so gather up the souls of the babies. Again, kind of putting them into those those gender roles that wouldn't have right. been before. The Slavic lands, then we have krampus like figures you know going around but that's mm-hmm. all that would have been like the wild hunt in in germany there it it develops in each of these places and then let me think sweden switzerland up that direction <laughs> they have uh lusa luca luca or lusa anyway it was one of the titles of the goddess got turned into um this monster that goes around and and grabs people at that period of time but it's essentially the same tradition of the wild hunt just their their take on it this title of luca lucy she get she became saint lucy oh because she has to do with the light the light increasing right yeah and her other half is lucifer
1: yeah oh it's a lucifer means just it's light bringer
2: right (laughs) the catholic church (laughs) then went and said oh no he's evil he's bad whatever right but lucifer would have been the light bringer paired with saint lucy saint lucy got to be a saint (laughs) he got he got hell. you know
0: (laughs) i didn't know that that that, that's i mean i'm learning so much that's why i'm just like i wish this they would see our faces i will say the reason i know about
1: the reason i know about lucifer is actually really funny one of brianna's middle names is lucy uh-huh. Uh, lucille but she that was my grandmother's name and she hated it until she looked up the meaning and she tied it to lucifer and then suddenly she was okay with it <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> the light bringer wow
2: yeah he's the morning star
0: wow oh my goodness
2: and that's that's one of the things is they observed the stars they knew venus appeared in the evening and the morning it had a dual nature the evening star and morning star Here. i'll give you i'll give you a of final mind-blowing thought yes okay. this period of time the souls the souls traveled along the milky way to get to the spirit world and so the milky way was the path and in different slavic countries it's called the fairy way is the spirits are traveling on it and at the winter solstice they would align the building so that on the winter solstice the milky way would hit the west i think it is so that the souls have to go that direction west mm-hmm. or east i can't remember i think it, i think it's west though because the sun rises in the east you would say uh, the
1: land of the dead is often seen yeah. in the west so right. that would make so sense
2: it in, the, in the west and so when this alignment happened that's when the souls could could travel on,
1: mm. on the spirit
2: way the same alignment has been found in the ohio mound builders culture they have wow. that same alignment. So I think one of these days they're going to find out that people traveled across the ocean because the sky shift over time It's called the uh, precession of the equinoxes. Mm-hmm. And so the stars mm-hmm. are not the same as they were. They kind of shift um, a zodiac sign every 2000 years. And so that alignment would only work for a certain period of time so it has to be this certain period of time and it's yeah it had to have happened in this period of time where people came from the Slavic lands
1: over there to to share their concepts
0: that's amazing I mean we know that the Polynesian
1: people were traveling all over the Pacific so like ocean travel was way more prevalent than we usually give credit for
2: I Mm -hmm. think so absolutely they were following the stars you know they're Mm -hmm. like they couldn't tell, they said they couldn't tell what direction it was because they didn't have a compass or whatever, but mm-hmm. they knew the stars. So.
0: Wow. Well, that's a wonderful, I love that to leave it on. That's <laughs> beautiful. So cool.
2: Yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm looking forward that. That book, unfortunately, is going to be towards the end. That's the, <laughs> the one on stars is I think book wow. 80 or so.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, I, I mean, that's incredible.
2: I've, I've written down what I've come across. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I eventually delve into it really deeply then, so book one, really trying to get it out by the end of the year, we're, in, we're indexing it right now.
1: Well, that's amazing. Oh my that goodness. Awesome. <laughs> so just to clarify, cause I want to make sure I understood it right. The, the liminal time that is the in-between days was known as a time when the spirits would be moving specifically. Right. right. And exactly. so that is trying to figure out why that's my absolute favorite time of the year and i'm starting to understand myself a little bit more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you you could burn juniper for protection, that was one of the Absolutely. things. And that's why they would bring in greenery because greenery has the power of life, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if a plant is, stays green all through the winter, it has a lot of life force in it. Pine trees and your holly and uh, moss and rosemary was was tend to be one of them ivy okay mm-hmm. any of your okay. plants that are mm-hmm. green help sort of push away that de- death energy that wow. would have been swirling around uh, so that's why you have that's why you, we all decorate with holly and ivy
1: and pine trees. and different greens and stuff it's yep. i never really thought about how much the winter decorations that we use for this time of year are common in cemeteries and funeral motifs because of the same idea of Mm -hmm. returning life and because like the Italian cypress has been found in uh associated with cemeteries and funeral rites dating to Mesopotamia because of its evergreen nature so I and it's, it's so an awesome, obvious thing with yeah with uh, with winter being the resting death and cemeteries being the place of death and rest and that it's so obvious it should have occurred to me sooner <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so so there'll be a bunch of bunch of moments there you are like
1: <sighs> yeah like obviously to your own <laughs> <wealth>. yeah
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one more thing i like yeah. this one. the cuckoo the cuckoo is a migrating bird now we don't have them much around here in, at least in the east coast cuckoos but in europe yeah they're they're seen as a sign of spring and so forth but because the cuckoo knew the future right
1: mm-hmm. that's
2: why it's in a cuckoo clock because it's measuring out the time of your life oh and girls oh. over there they would ask the cuckoo like how long until i get married and then they'd wait to hear like how many calls the cuckoo made as to when they would be married oh but my gosh we
1: have the cuckoo clock Yeah. I mean, I assume they're not asking that question when they're near a cuckoo clock, because I'd be cheating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait till one (laughs) o'clock. Exactly. (laughs) But that's, I never thought about why it was a cuckoo clock. I mean, all these things I think we accept is like, oh yeah, that's what it is. And oh, so cool. Thank you so much for sharing all this. I have learned so
1: much tonight. (laughs) Absolutely. Same. It's I'm going to be re-listening to this episode several times because I know that there is stuff that I missed or that I just didn't process because you threw a ton of information at us, but in like the best possible way. Absolutely. Well,
2: we, we can always do this again sometime and, you know, come at it from a different
1: angle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At the very least, I'm sure we can find a different holiday to talk about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's well, good. thank you. you. With the spirits. Oh,
1: I love it. Well, thank you so much for
0: joining us.
1: Yes, we really appreciate you taking the time and I'm even more happy now that I found your Facebook group. (laughs) All right,
3: all
0: right.
1: That's fun.
3: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. And thank you all for coming along with us on this interview. I know I was fascinated and we really hope that you all enjoyed it as well. And if you did, please As usual, do us the favor and appease the podcast gods by leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you know when we release new episodes.
0: And of course, we always want to hear from you. So let us know what you think about this episode, and if there are any spirited topics you want us to explore in future episodes. You can always find us on Instagram or Facebook at Calling All Spirits Pod, or you can email us at callingallspiritspod at gmail dot com.
1: And if you're feeling lucky, you can try during the liminal phase to uh, send us a message via the spirits. But I mean, if if you listen to this episode after that time period it might not work so good so maybe maybe stick with the email i like email yeah plus hey if you have someone to suggest that may be interesting for us to interview i mean we're happy to explore all ideas because we're excited to talk to people i think we've made that abundantly clear yes so that's
0: a great idea if you have interview ideas send them to us so thank you again so much for listening and we will see you again soon bye everybody
1: bye